Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk animated shows and movies here, especially Miraculous Ladybug and The Owl House. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hey. We are talking Hilda and the Mountain King on this podcast, the uh, fairly still recently released Hilda movie. Uh, that came out right at the end of 2021. Um, and uh, this is the feature length, I guess. Yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, that follows the first two seasons of Hilda, which is on Netflix. Um, if you're looking for Hilda and the Man King, it is separately uh, in a separate section on Netflix, which is annoying. But um, search Hilda and it should be there. Uh, we will be getting into spoilers for Hilda and the Mountain King. Um so make sure you've seen the movie. We did two previous Hilda podcasts. You can find those at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, we definitely recommend Hilda if you've never checked it out. Uh, great show. We're going to very excited to talk about this movie now. Um, and uh, just a podcast note that a reminder, we're doing non-regular releases now in 2022. If you want more information on that, you can listen to the beginning of our Centaur World podcast. All the information is laid out there. Um, but, uh, we've got this Hilda podcast now and we're looking forward to America's Ladybug in February and Owl House supposedly soon as well. Uh, so definitely going to be talking about those when they're out soon. Okay. So, uh, yes, uh, we talked about all this for Hilda and we are now going to move into spoiler territory for Hilda and the Mountain King. Uh, overall thoughts, Michelle, what do you think of the movie? Well, going into this movie, I was very curious just because um, season two of Hilda ends with a pretty big cliffhanger that I don't know about you all, but I was very surprised by like the sudden direction it seemed to take. So when I heard that they were doing a movie before season three, I thought like one, that seems like kind of irregular for a lot of shows and two... Like, I, I was very curious how the threads from the end of season two were going to be extrapolated on in a feature movie. So I went in, like, kind of, like, trying not to have too many expectations. And having seen it, I would say, like, honestly, like, it feels just as fun as a season of Hilda. So I think, like, it definitely holds up in its own right. I think it did a great job of tying... Like, a lot of kind of loose ends we've been hinting at for the past two seasons in terms of just, like, Trollberg and trolls and humans and trolls and what's going on with Trollberg and why the trolls keep wanting to go to Trollberg and just all the lore there. But also just, like, all the stuff with Hilda and her mom was really cool. Stuff with the the troll mom and the troll kid was really nice. Um we sort of like maybe wrapped up like who seemed to be the big bad for the last season. So that's also very surprising. Mm. Um, But I think that it was a very satisfying watch for me. Nice. That's a good point about the big bad. We should, uh, we'll come back to that when we talk about season three. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't (laughs) think of that in terms of season three yet, but yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Let's speculate about uh, who who might be the villain moving forward. I don't know if we have any candidates. Um, Okay, Alex, what did you think of the movie? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Hilda for me has always been a very cozy, wintry type show. So it falling right around Christmas time was like perfect timing for for my state of mind. And I think that the the Mountain King movie, it, it... 
it hits a lot of the hilt of the show's strongest points. The trolls, like from the very first episode of the show, they are a presence, but like they uh, they've been kind of kept at, at bay. You get like bits and pieces of what they're about. So finally, getting a deep dive into their dynamics felt uh, ve- felt very uh, rewarding in that sense. Um, the relationship between Hilda and her and her mother Joanna has uh, has gone through several ebbs and flows during the show. So having a ha- having a big focus of this movie being about the that that mother daughter relationship felt very on brand and I think uh, de- delivered uh, emotionally and um, and just the uh, uh, the actual uh, adventure aspect of it it felt like it justified being uh, being movie length uh, you know it, it had both the stretches of you know just like uh, enjoying the scenery like Hilda coming into her herself as, as a troll like it didn't feel. It didn't. It didn't feel like we were mm. rushing to get through a story, and I always appreciate that part of Hilda as well. Like just the parts of like it's it's exploring the the this uh, fantasy world that it is in, but also like it, it builds up to a a proper cl- uh, movie movie level climax that I think also like fits with the themes that it's built up to that point. So uh, yeah, all, I, I thought this movie was was really good. It tied in all, all pretty much all the stuff that I enjoy about Hilda. And as as a movie, it worked pretty much perfectly for me. Obviously, we'll we'll get through, like, the details and stuff. But on on the whole, this is very enjoyable. I'm very happy to have this uh, this little little piece between season two and three to tide me over (laughs) because (laughs) I'd I'd been missing Hilda. So this was nice. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Hilda, one of the the great shows and definitely was missing it after a great season two. Only a year after, right? Um, so yeah, not too that, long. That's pretty good for a, a feature-length movie. Um, I really like the Hilda movie, uh, even more so the second time. I think it like maybe even improves on rewatch. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the big thing is like this is like so thematically focused. This movie, yeah. I, I love the themes of the movie. Uh, just like Hilda, wonderful. This like wonderful um, like exploration experience type show, but it is a little bit all over the place. Like you have different stories, different chunks. That's great for what it is. Now we pivot and we get this like very focused movie on this one, uh, these one creatures and with these like one or two themes that uh, are just the most important. And I love that. Um, I think this movie was gorgeous. One of the most gorgeous preeminent pieces of like modern animation like uh there are like so many sequences i was blown away by um i think not surprising because hilda is like one of the most well animated shows ever uh they go all out in a few parts of this finale which i was pretty floored by um the uh i love the ending of the movie i thought that was really great uh the hilda being a troll parts of the movie <laughs> like spectacular like i love yes, those so much I agree. Mm-hmm. everything else uh it was fine okay. <laughs> so i think that's my that's that's the only flaw i have is like you know non-hilda parts i think are okay up in the movie um but they it's pretty typical it always happens so it's fine um i i i don't know i was like part of me is like really high on this movie like i was like at one point rewatching. i was like is this steven universe movie quality levels like and that's like I think the best thing ever. So this that's I'm on true. record is that <laughs> I think that is praise. the best thing ever. I don't think it's quite uh, as good as a Steven Universe movie, but I was considering it for a second. So I really like this Hilda movie. I, I kind of they're, think they're that's different my, vibes for sure. 
I kind of think that's my favorite animated movie of 2021. Like, I don't know if that's I a mean, crazy that's thing fair, in a world yeah. where, like, you know, like, you got, like, your Encantos and whatever. But, like, I had the, <laughs> I had the most, like, fulfilling experience watching this over anything else. So, like, uh, I, I wish it was eligible for more stuff, more, like, awards consideration. Because people need to know about this. It's, like, buried on Netflix. Buried on Netflix. I mean, um, yeah, like Mitchell's is not. Yeah, it's like what's the difference between this and Mitchell's, which is also on Netflix, right? Like, exactly. Well, yeah, Mitchell's is also aired in some theaters, so it's award, award eligible. Like whatever. But no, I agree. I mean, this is you know, I think it's like right up there. I think Kanto and Luca is like uh, my favorites. Um, so if you want to consider it that way, if you want to consider it as an episode, I think it's what we we talked. We had our awards for the best episodes. I think it's right. It's up there with those about those great episodes. Um, you know, we just had Centaur World uh, series uh, finale, yeah. which was also kind of feature length. Um, I'm not even sure which one I prefer. I love both of them. Uh, the Centaur finale. This is more like of its own unit. Uh, this Hilda movie. Um, yeah, I mean, let's, 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 we can start to dig into the, the themes of, of the movie. Um, which, um, you know, kind of the, the, the all the troll stuff, uh, I think then, then there's moms very prominent in the movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh troll moms the troll intersection mo- of those both. yeah the merging <laughs> of those topics troll mom does tr- I, I was uh i didn't look this up does troll mom have a name i don't know i feel like the the hilda wiki uh, refers to her as baba's mother which yeah. is all we get baba has but, a name but it's just her yeah, saying baba baba. Has in in the credits she appears as trilla but i oh, don't trilla. know if trilla. they use that name in the movie I mean, they might a nice name they trilla. should use it Troll is close to troll, so it's possible we mistook it was mistook it at one point. Um, okay, yeah, and then there's Hilda's mom who has a name, but it's not like I don't think is Joanna said in in the movie. anyway. Uh, not in the movie, but in the show, yes. Yeah, we got Amma by other adults, I would Amma. guess. That's she. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, M- Michelle, what's what like uh, immediately and like looking back, like what like stood out to you thematically about uh, Hilda and the Mountain King? Uh, thematically. <laughs> I'm so I'm like so concerned about the ramifications of the troll lore, mm. honestly. Like that's the thing that's majorly on my mind. But like the I, I think thematically just like uh the the mother's love is probably like Alex was saying before we started, that was like something that felt like a through line the whole movie, and I would agree. I feel like it's also been a through line the whole show yeah. because mm-hmm. Hilda and her mom are like the the thing we start with and the thing that's always carried through. Um, especially when it's been like probably a bumpier ride in season two. I remember some moments in season two be like, Hilda, how can you do that to your mother? But then she's a child. And this movie seemed to really just refocus their bond is very strong and very important. And then being on the same side of, you know, trying to help the trolls and trying to figure out what the trolls are, what they need. And I mean... I don't know. I'll I'll hold some of my troll thoughts till the end, but I'm still like I want more justice for the trolls. They have like yay, Gerda gives them one day a year to like go meet their mom underground, but like obviously that's not enough. And that's still a little sad. But they kind of I think Hilda has a line at the end where she just says like it's not perfect. Ideally, it would be great if we could all live together, but people are adjusting to this, so it's like baby steps. And I think that's a good way to kind of like, you know, point to the fact that, like, progress is still happening, but they're taking an active step now to try to fix the 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 issues of the past. So that was nice. I appreciated that. Uh, Michelle, feel free to lead the Justice for Trolls campaign during the pod. You don't need to save it at any point. <laughs> so <laughs> sad! 
Yeah, I, I get one day a year. That's so sad. They have to stay away from the city the rest of the year. And also, now that we know that, like, when they're close to their mom, they all grow like um, organic life on their bodies. Like some of them have much. Yeah, that's that's true. What, what is, what's about that? So, like, the only reason they never had that is they were literally pushed so far away. They were like in the mountains where nothing really grows underground. So. It, it kind of implies they can't be in their their most like legitimate state of being a troll because they can't have access to Trollberg. And that's like a, a surprise layer that made me also sad for them. That that objectively is sucks to not be able to be like the the troll you were always intended to be by your mom, I guess, or Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it. Mother Nature, yeah, it's another mother here. Um, <laughs> no, it's a good point. I was I was coming in. I have in my personal notes. I'm coming in justice for Trundle. That was my justice for campaign. Yeah, uh, I love Trundle. So I was I was going to lead the justice, but it's a good point. Justice for all the trolls. Like honestly, even the <laughs> trolls that are like like pissed off and want to murder the humans. Like I kind of get it. You know, like I don't think they should murder <laughs> yeah, the humans. Really? I get why they feel that way they're just trying to that's their idea of a solution to a very imperfect messy problem and that that is trundle's eventual like his aim right that like he's sacrificing himself yes exactly to to get up and push all the humans out so his troll brethren can okay so i i did interpret that correctly right i mean he does (laughs) want to kill everyone because he wants mom to stand up yeah yeah um and uh, side note, we're going to tell you, yeah, we're going to dig into a bunch of trolls, but uh, you brought up uh, Hilda in season two. And I, because I, I wrote down um, Hilda's uh, troll prejudices. And I was like thinking back mm. on the movie, like that's not really in a ton of the movie. Like she, like it was definitely way more in season two. I feel like that we saw that she like is like scared of and has like some element of hatred towards trolls. And I think season two, you're right that like um. she had her acting a lot like worse to her mom so i think like season two is very much the like hilda flaws season um and we're like bouncing off of that now i um, think like her mom has a lot more legitimate fear of trolls than hilda ever did i feel like the most we ever see her afraid of trolls in general is like season one and that's early season one i think she's always been more like kind of curious but i do think that There's no way she could have helped them to the extent that she did if she hadn't literally had to become a troll herself. Right, she's learning the empathy towards the trolls that wasn't there as much as it is towards other creatures in in the world. Oh yeah, for sure. Because humans have so much extra baggage, it feels like, with trolls in particular than most other uh, magical creatures. She yeah. goes to a school that has a statue dedicated to somebody who's hunted trolls. I so like, know. You know. <laughs> yeah, so it's finally it's a tough environment down. to grow up in. Very oh no, d- definitely, and you understand why. But you know, it is like you, we we kind of expect highly of Hilda after we've seen her help so many uh, different types of creatures, but really not trolls. And that's like kind of this big culmination here yeah. um, with with this movie. And I'm really glad that this is the thing they dug into because um, I think it's the most interesting in terms of Hilda's relationship towards a, an element of her world here with trolls mm-hmm. um and uh it's i think trolls are like the most interesting um kind of element too like a uh, creature too i, I think tro- trolls the the daleks of hilda i've said this before <laughs> uh from doctor who uh they're like do, the do big daleks have personalities they're the big feared enemy they and can kill you the I, difference I is i mean we've had you know we've we've had like empathy for daleks this is you know, several times in the doctor who run and it's but it's like the big difference is hilda goes full on like no actually this big scary other creature who can who's the most imposing threat to humans they're not um they're actually just like their own 
like people and they're misunderstood and um like they go full on like empathy kind of route that in a way that shows like something like doctor never does with the daleks they are still ultimately just like evil killers um and uh so i think it's like pretty pretty cool and radical for hilda to to do this with their their big bad kind of creature species that we are kind of trained to to treat like i think we're in on the on the prejudice too and like we're framed from other types of shows to like see the trolls as as bad i mean they're called trolls it's like that's something that exists in our kind of mythology too not just Mm -hmm. in hilda so we are i feel like we're kind of in on the thing with hilda we're like uh biased against trolls as well coming into this um so i think that that's really cool too Although uh, yeah, just just to like be be clear, season one Hilda does have various moments of Hilda being helpful to to trolls, like mm-hmm. taking off the bell off of their off of her, off of the trolls' nose in the first episode, and helping out with getting the baby back to the mom in the yeah. school episode. So like Hilda has has done her share of like empathy with trolls before, but it's a different level when you honestly have to be in the shoes mm-hmm. or feet of the of of the actual creature. Yeah, and it's like she's she's still scared after all that she's. Still- does this like uh fear right of them still i think coming into this yeah which, which we I, see in the beginning of this movie i feel like D- a dylan's major point of like it, it takes the movie for hilda to really attach like a sense of humanity to the trolls i think is a mm. good one because before then she she sees them as something that might be worthy of sympathy or pity or health but that's i mean you could have sympathy and pity for like beetles you can have sympathy and pity for like wolves you know it's all the same as seeing them as like people 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 and i think that is something that's really driven home by the movie especially yeah let's talk about that that's what that's kind of what i'm most interested in uh from from the movie i I feel like this this whole movie is a big commentary on othering um the this this notion of um treating a different type of people who aren't the same as you uh, or in some way that you're kind of arbitrarily defining as like different or bad or you don't fit in. Um, Very, very common theme in a lot of things. Uh, I I think this is like the thing that is most um, ardently hit on othering and, uh, you know, stoking fears. I've also written down like trolls are people too, kind of what Michelle said. Like I think- Hashtag trolls are people too. Yeah, you know, metaphorically. (laughs) uh, I think that the the movie is very clear in like truly trying to hammer that in. But I feel like this movie is the biggest uh, animated exploration of these sorts of themes, in my mind, since Princess Mononoke. Like, uh, like Mm. honestly, this reminds me of that movie a lot in terms of what they're trying to accomplish with with, like a different species of creature um, that like the whole movie is kind of all about like uh, people not being able to uh find common ground with with uh, with different types of creatures than you um and how that plays out uh you know you've a town kind of with a wall built around it too i feel like um so i was like really uh interested in how in how this 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 Hilda movie was diving into that and i think it's it's very deliberate um we spend kind of the first half of the movie uh through hilda's eyes establishing um what's uh, es- establishing that trolls in all these ways are very like human like uh that we didn't know starting with that they can talk which is um emphasized i think several times and like hilda like can understand troll after being uh, a troll um i love the sequence where she uh has the bell on her and um we get this like first first per- first person perspective of how the bell affects the trolls in ways in which we like kind of understood but didn't really uh, weren't really able to grasp without seeing it in that, that manner. Um, I, I really love that sequence. Um, we get Troll Mom giving her a lesson on how 
not all trolls are the same. Mm-hmm. Trolls aren't this homogenous species. So many differences, different ideas. Um, uh, I, I believe that there's a line that's Hilda literally going, why aren't you all friends? And the mom's like, you mean like how all humans are friends? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's very, it's like it's very direct, back. but you know, it's, it's, it's a good um, representation of what some people think like. Yeah, uh, definitely this movie is very blatant thematically at several points. I think that is uh, one of them for sure, uh, I, which I, I like. I like it being direct. Um, and uh, then uh, we, and another part I identified as this is Hilda, like uh, having ultimately having fun with Troll Mom and them throwing each other and stuff and like like experiencing being a troll as like a, a joyful experience. Um, so I just I, I think the, sh- the movie very like deliberate in establishing all this um the, 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 like you know are people too you know more of like a a sentient or sapient kind of creature and hilda kind of having this like em- true empathy that's beyond like maybe some sort of sympathy or something you know mm-hmm. like actually like being able to live in i mean this like literally this is like a, a magic device of like hilda is able to actually experience empathy and actually living in their shoes right um and uh, so I think empathy, probably another another big th- theme here um, and empathy for those of us, those who are seem different than us um, and uh, and uh, have uh, seem scary to us. Uh, I think season two was was very big on uh, Alberg um, in terms of like stoking fear towards uh uh, another group of people. I think we probably talked about this in terms of immigrants in, in season two podcast. Um, I mean, we have, we have like a wall in the, in the, in the show. So I think that's, uh, pretty there. And then I think the movie really, um, really makes you think of indigenous peoples when turns out it's like the trolls were there first and, yeah. uh, troll mom is still underground and her, like, she was taken over. Um, so I, I think, I think that's, uh, I love how the movie brings up all these, uh, brings to mind all these kind of re- real world, um, comparisons and just real world emotions and similarities here and it all feels it feels like to me it felt like uh, all these things came to mind real world comparisons but it also didn't feel too like despite blatant lines like that uh it didn't feel uh over like too direct or it still felt within the hilda mythology that we're dealing with trolls the whole time so i was really impressed with how all that was handled yeah, and uh, um, going along those lines, the the, uh, the 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 through line of propaganda and its usage and its effect mm-hmm. on people and families um, also come, comes through. I mean, like uh, David uh, David character doesn't get too much to do, but like his uh, friction with his with his mom because his mom is like really buying into what she's seeing on TV and doesn't really want to listen to her kid on the what actually happened to him. So like so stuff stuff like how 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 that kind of rhetoric can like can really drive a stake between people um, shows up in different ways in this movie that I, I it's very it's the 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 snapshots you get into that are pretty quick but I think they're effective. I really like the school scene for that reason too when they're watching mm-hmm. the propaganda VHS and mm. Frida like turns it off and then all the kids in the classroom get into an argument and they do kind of split into sides and you can tell it's very based just on personal experience because one kid's like well my mom took care of a baby troll and it was fine and another kid's like well my dad got killed by a troll so it very much like I feel like it it, it did a good job of not really placing any firm judgments on why like that divide was happening it just was showing like well these are reasons why 
you know, someone might choose the anti-troll side or not. Very based on personal experience, it seemed like. And it was something that seemed very understandable. And especially with, like, David's mom, I feel like she's an example of someone who just, like, oh, well, like, there is a problem. I would love to help. I love my son. I would like to protect him. Mm. This seems like a good outlet to do that constructively. And... I mean, that was, I assume that was her reason, which is, again, very understandable, even if, like, obviously, David has very good reasons for disagreeing with that as the mode of helping. Yeah. And David's mom, like, David's experience of being afraid to approach that with, like, your parent kind of having, yeah. like, some bad view or prejudice in some way, and not then being afraid of, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Frida, she's protesting um, against this. Uh, I think that it, there's a lot of stuff here. Um, it is a little bit quick, I think, in the beginning of the movie, but... Um, uh a lot in, and and yeah we, we alex brought up alberg and the the weapons that they have in his uh, propaganda campaign i think all this is like a really good continuation of the stuff we saw from him in season two mm-hmm. yeah um michelle what 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 about this uh stood out thinking back on the movie uh these sorts of themes any scenes coming to mind do you want to dive into more Honestly, we only got like a couple um, sequences of like when Hilda's just really having fun being a troll, but I really, really appreciated them. And I thought the the thing that really stuck out to me, she has a line paraphrasing, but something like, like, oh, I I miss feeling this way or like I, I miss doing things like this. And I think the implication is, you know, like back in the very beginning of season one, she lived down the with her mom. She could kind of go anywhere, do anything. Like she just had this like unparalleled sense of freedom that most kids her age didn't have. And since living in Trollberg, she's, she's had that sometimes in adventuring, but it's never been quite like as much as before. And it's always been in the service of like a very specific episode narrative thing it's never just like running around having fun for the sake of it and i love that she kind of got to reconnect with that part of herself through being a troll because that kind of implies like it's not like an inherently troll thing to do this like it it should be an option for anyone and hopefully she can find her way back to doing things like this more often because obviously it's something she wishes she could like go back and tap into again yeah i love that tie into hilda's character arc um, you don't have to troll to have fun. You can <laughs> yeah, just be genuine. Yeah. Exactly. Um, are the trolls very troll? Um, some of them are kind of no. trolly. It's true. There's some trolly trolls. I feel like Trundle's pretty troll. Yeah, he, he was the ultimate troll. He was going to get <laughs> killed just to make his point. <laughs> is, that a tro- is that a troll move? Is that- That's the ultimate troll <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm eager to talk about Trundle, um, but uh, the <laughs> we can we can bring in the the mother's love. Uh, get, come back to that as well. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely apparent how. Um, and this is another blatant line. Like at some point, someone says mother's love towards the end of the movie. Um, but uh, you get Ama at the end, the uh, troll mom slash grandma, um, who uh, we learned she t- chose to stand her ground for human sake, and um, she's like speaking to her children. That's like the troll call that we we hear um troll mom herself kind of confusing there's ama who's troll mom ultimate troll mom and then there's also a troll mom um and who doesn't have a name uh that's her we, we talked about that. and then you know hilda's mom and then there's david's mom um a lot of like mothers uh different different mothers i i, I see this as like part of the what what we we're talking about with um the trolls and trolls are people too i, I see i see this as kind of all one thing um, you know, it's like m- having mothers connecting both trolls and humans, 
Um, you know, it's like common ground here. Um, and also just like having either like a guardian to maybe generalize it more. Not everyone has a mom, like a guardian or people that come before you. Like a legacy. A legacy as part of like the human in quotes experience. And that extends to other living creatures as well. I think Mm -hmm. this is is a big takeaway that I, I got from the movie. Um, so I like, I saw all these, I saw these two kind of major things did really come together for me at the, in the gorgeous ending. Um, and I really loved that. Now, w- one thing I, I do want to point out is that it is kind of a trope where like, there's a care, a creature or a character that you don't have a connection to, but then you realize they're a mother. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to have, uh, um, extra sympathy for them just because you now know that versus before. But I think that this movie does very well to uh, to cover a lot of different things about troll about troll society before we get there. To so that that way that becomes just an a, an added layer as opposed to the sole reason and why why it works here versus why it may not work as well in certain other animated shows that try to do that. I think it's a really good point. It, it, I we never encounter troll motherhood to like the end of season two thank goodness there are many more things we learned first and there's a lot of things they cover in this movie like i love that they talk about like the troll hordes and they're like well they're not like the Mm. traditional hordes you probably heard about we're a lot more like specific and compartmentalized (laughs) now like one just has like like cushions like just like soft things the troll mom has like was it like china sets like yeah tea sets like that was her like one of them had bones which was like i thought honestly really funny as much <laughs> as it was creepy they're just like bones but they like they have that going on they they, they had like royalty they had a, a king at one point they overthrew him but like that also implies like is it is it one of those things where it's like the older you are the bigger you are because trundle was really big and the mom's probably like huge huge the og mom so i like i kind of like that stuff too it just like it adds to the lore of how troll society is like similar, but also has kind of its own stuff going on too. It's not mm-hmm. like verbatim the human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but 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 lo- looping back to the mother's love, which where, where we started, I, I do think that it's very effective having that at the end of the movie, while like the first half of the movie is very focused on like Hilda and Joanna, like trying to f- find each other. You get through a lot of Joanna's grief at various moments. I think that's some of my favorite scenes were like joanna's side which is why like the part of like when it's not hilda it's uh i I think that joanna's carrying a lot of the of those scenes and is important to making this movie feel uh uh, feel strong all the way through but um but having having that to when they finally reunite and then transitioning to the the trolls and their and their connection with their mother i think that that's like the thing that carries the movie all the way through in a a similar theme like when you have them juxtaposed like that yeah i I was i I love agree with all all this i i was really struck by the juxtaposition of hilda's experiences with trolls and joanna's experiences with trolls you know hilda having eventually having these very joyful experiences being a troll joanna still kind of based in this fear um that uh, trollberg and humans are having um and she's still kind of approaching everything or everyone around her is very fearful fearful of them um so i think that was like a very effective way to display kind of the empathy that that holds gaining by being a troll um yeah and and the the, the the it was a good point about avoiding kind of tropes with with um and it's just it, troll troll mom i feel like like she's like a mom but i feel like she's uh, that's yeah. not even big for most of the movie like she's a, a other interesting 
uh, primary aspects that are focused on, including like the fact that she made this uh, swap uh, that sets up the movie um, and then her kind of showing Hilda the ropes um, and everything. So even though she's like troll mom in my head, I didn't even like uh, she's not even mom first throughout most of the movie. You know, she's mostly just trying to teach Hilda to be a troll and what trolls Mm -hmm. are about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a, kind of this, this dark side to her which were which the you know it's like is it right or wrong that she did this you know to what extent the movie explores that we could talk about but um yeah i, I agree I, I love how the movie handled all of this uh we feel free to talk, continue talking about any of these these themes um but uh, we can i want to start to bring in some other parts or scenes of the movie that we in particular loved um Okay, how about Trundle? I want to I I talk about Trundle. Um, <laughs> Trundle time! Do you guys love Trundle as much as me? Trundle's my, maybe my favorite part of the movie. Oh! Wow! Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I can't join you there, but like, in terms of, uh, of you know, a... a, a, a he's, he's not really a villain, but like... Uh, but in terms of the and sort somebody who ends up being kind of antagonistic, he's got a lot of... Uh, a lot of layers to his decision making as well that make it an interesting thought process to follow. And of course, like his, uh, you know, playing around with with Hilda, th- uh, um, you know, uh, hi- hiding what he's uh, what he's getting at, is uh, is pretty good. Um, so I I, I enjoy just the idea of a cave uh, surrounded by bells as like trapping someone, and the idea of trolls having to like somehow hang those. They they are so afraid of this giant troll that they have endured like whatever sound came from that to hang all this for, to, to keep them in there. So, uh, so I, I, I Trendle is a, a solid, um, a solid presence in, in, in the movie. Not my favorite. I, I think I still like the humans more, but, but, uh, but he, he, I, I enjoy, I mean, especially like his, his plan, like coming to coming to fruition at the end was very interesting to see play out and how they, how they decided to work around that. Yeah, uh, I think Trundle's a villain. I think he, I think he is, um, which is interesting because he's not. I don't think you hate Trundle. I think you understand where he's coming from. But uh, you know, he is trying to destroy Trollberg at the end. So I, I think he, he definitely at least fulfills the villain role um, in the, in the movie. But here's what I love about Trundle: it's just like his presence, <laughs> yes, his 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 imposing presence, his his larger than life. He's, the he's presence. a big boy. He's so big. I, it's it's really like a visual sound type of thing. Like uh, just the way, and not surprising that Hilda's production values would shine through for a standout character. But like uh, uh, the, just the the crystals in the cave and Hilda with Trundle, just so gorgeous. Like such a, a standout visual for me. Um, just the scale of Hilda talking to Trundle. His voice, I love his voice so much. Um, his uh, the sound with it, and then I love where the the plot takes him. Uh, him, 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 him as a, he's just, I just, I find him very charismatic. He's kind of that charismatic <laughs> oh, villain. Oh, so you'd be Team Trundle if, I'm know. Team Trundle, yeah. If you were Hildeverse, yeah. good to know. Did, yeah. did you also enjoy the giants from the first episode of the show? Yes, yes yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to no, bring I up the giants, the yeah. Giants. Yeah, because the they're, they're fun. Awesome. So, I love, I love the giants. I was interested, yeah, I was going to bring this up, like, is Trundle and his, his brother, like, are they giants in a way? Like, like, what's the relation? They're just, they're the giants of trolls. Yeah. I wonder if there's any any shared legacy 
trolls and giants in the Hilda world. But yeah, I think Hilda just really succeeds with large scale because the giants at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show are so amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the giant love story. We just needed a trundle love story. Here. His love is with his brother, but it's complicated. It is complicated. It's mom. very complicated. Yeah, they're feuding right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like Trundle too, but I think I like him more in terms of what he represents than him specifically mm. as a character. Um, I, I'm very curious. Like, do you think he was always blind and found the eyeball, or mm. if the eyeball was like always his? Because that's a very magic eyeball, and I like to think that eyeball is like very ancient, and it's something that kind of clued him into the importance of his mission and gave him a lot of answers to. You know, why he felt he needed to, you know, destroy Trollberg. Because it's all there in the eyeball. The eyeball's very good at telling you exactly what's been going on. And it's the only thing that allowed Alberg to change his mind almost instantly from yeah. being exposed to it. So it's like, I'm a little curious how the, the eyeball and Trundle, like, who came first? Oh, the classic you know? question. Who came yeah, first, Trun- Trundle or the eye? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> It's a good question. Um, I think the other interpretation, I, I, what what I want it to be is that's Trundle's eye. That was always his eye. And like they removed it when they imprisoned him. There's one line that the brother says, like, I can't, that's probably the biggest clue we have. I can't remember the exact line. He's like, we had to keep this away from you. He says something like that, right? Um, but uh, if the, I, I think it's like, that's my interpretation. That's Trundle's eye. He had it. And then they took it out to kind of limit his powers. And the reason why... It's like a magic empathy eyeball when all the humans go inside it is uh, it's because this is like Trundle's love for his mom shining through, like oh, through wow. his manifesting in his eye. And so that I transfers like that. into to other people when they go into the eye. If like all of his knowledge and experiences and emotions just culminated yeah. into his eyeball, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I think that's like an interpretation. Yeah, I don't know if it's clear what, what's going on there, though. It's, 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 I, I will say there's a, there's a, a few things that are like not elaborated on a lot by the movie. I didn't find I that to mind. be a problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. I could see some people, there's a lot of people, uh, who listen and always talk about plot holes. I could see some people having some issues with some things, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's it. hard to have plot holes in Hilda because we don't know that much about any of, like, mm. as of now, the trolls are the one creature we know the most of in the whole premise of the show so i think it's very hard to have plot holes but creatures when you know next to nothing about most of them right i think it's more of just vague vague uh vaguely defined mythology which i think is what they're going for like i think it fits Mm -hmm. the 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 aesthetic of the show um speaking of the eyeball i want to talk about the animation (laughs) more like uh because i think the the we talk about hilda we talk about colors color palettes Mm -hmm. Yeah. Red, red is the the big uh, <laughs> color of the Hilda movie. the The red of the Mountain King, the uh, the eyeball, the past. Tr- tr- like may- maybe red is like a uh, a- a- ancient troll kind of like vibe. You know, I don't know, like troll the past trolls or something that we're or going just for. an eyeball of injustice, an eyeball of anger, wanting to reunite the trolls with their motherland yeah i think anger is a lot because they've been mistreated but also like the when we learn about the history of the mountain king that's in red um that that's like troll magic well and also the rest of the show is like very focused in blues and purples like it's like very um you know 
um peaceful palettes like those a, a lot of green so like putting red is like the opposite like especially if from the perspective of the humans feels kind of it, it feels like it, it it stands out especially in the 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 atmosphere that the the show usually partakes in yeah i i agree it's really distinctive um i loved it i loved all the red scenes we had uh the like I said the the fi- like the the it's it's I wrote down fire troll magic I don't know if that's exactly what it is but the when, we, when a troll mom tells Hilda the Mountain King backstory um, love that sequence uh, with Hilda hope she becomes human again inside the the eye the eye world um, gorgeous stuff there you, you got Hilda's mom showing up like an Evangelion situation yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> em- empty empty eyes. <laughs> Yeah, Frida, uh, Frida gets that later, and then uh, Alberg, presumably with his mom, um, and uh, the the I mean, gorgeous scenes. The whole ending uh, with with Ama, that that backstory, I think is is gorgeous. Um, I love uh, Hilda. I, I mentioned this the first person perspective of Hilda with um, the bells. I thought that was so gorgeously animated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh. I, I, the uh, the opening credits sequence mm-hmm. uh, like immediately put me in like okay this is gonna be cool <laughs> like uh, the, the the um it, it felt very, very com- comic booky in that way of uh, you know very flat but also like a lot of a lot of movement going on the music is like swelling but then adding like the electronic beats in the middle of it um, I, I think that that all combined really well and got me in like a, a very hyped mindset going going into this. Yeah, I love the opening credits. I think they're gorgeous. The the specific for the movie. I went back and I like to a previous Hilda episode. I wanted to click in. I was like, because this movie's in widescreen. We could talk about this. Mm-hmm. I was like, is Hilda was Hilda always that? So I went back to a previous episode so. to check. No, it's not. Uh, but yeah. I, I happened to go to the opening credits and I was like, oh, I missed the normal credits. Like uh, <laughs> you got the you got the Grimes. You got, it's very happy. But then it's like, wow, this is pretty different. You know, it's the, really yeah. it's a bold like art direction choice. But I feel like it's it fits so I think well. It fits the movie. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is a movie. It's going to be more epic than the, the regular show. You gotta you gotta fit it. A lot, a lot more, a lot more epic feeling, more like angsty feeling, mm-hmm. like uh, not as much happy vibes going on in this movie. Hilda is running just like she is in the normal entry, but this time she's running out oh, of beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A use of opening credits. I think this only furthers Hilda's case as having some of the best ones. Um, I assume we'll go back to more normal credits for season three, but uh, we can talk about that. But I'm yeah, sure they'll be updated again, just like season two mm-hmm, was, though. Yeah, slightly updated, yeah. What do you guys think of the, the widescreen kind of aspect ratio for the movie? I honestly didn't really notice it was <laughs> there. <Me neither. laughs> I know when you put that on this list, I was like, oh, was it? That's nice, I guess. I had to confirm <laughs> that it was different, so I wasn't okay. like, fully aware either, but... Uh... It, it's a movie. I mean, that's how you show it's a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's when you know it's serious business. I mean, <laughs> the fact that I didn't notice it, I guess like the immersion was so good. Just mm. didn't even have time to check the the top and bottom of the screen. <laughs> see what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I think we're we're pretty conditioned to accept that for a movie. So I think it doesn't even register. Um, but uh, I like I like I like committing to the fact that it's a movie. It's you know? cinema. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, we had the Centaur World like finale and that's movie length, but it's like clearly like an episode. Like, yeah, uh, this is like uh, this. They, they uh, start to finish. It's clear that they wanted this to be a movie, a separate movie. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, other other any other standout visual sequences you guys wanted to hit on? Anytime anyone goes in the eyeball, I just love it. We love people going in eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just looks really cool. 
I agree. I suppose I agree. also the the visual of the trolls entering the city, uh, but for, first when Alberg like has the realization that they just like walk in, and then all, all the human characters are like holding hands and walking in together, and then later you get the shot of like the actual parade, and you got the the people on the side, and the shot of the the disapproving mother in the in the window yeah. like closing the blinds as mm. that's happening. Like I, I thought, all that was was. Uh, uh, but like as it's ending, it's like still like uh, oh, this is like impressive, like just to see like the uh, you know the size difference between the trolls and the humans and um, all the different angles uh, to to look at this at. So I I appreciated the the ending sequence. Yeah, let's talk about the ending because that's the main thing. I feel like we we haven't talked about too much. Um, in general, I thought the last act, the third act of the movie, very busy. Um, like a lot of stuff that's kind of coming together. And mm-hmm. in general, I thought the movie handled it all really well in terms of like so many dis- disparate elements that were separate previously kind of did feel like they came together very well at the end. Um, so here here at the end, we get the uh, uh, the, the, the the trundle comes out, the, the face off with the brother. I think the the other the Mountain King brother uh, justice for him. I think he was not uh, developed very much in the movie. His what's, one what's job his deal? was to guard his brother and them. His brother got his eye back. Oh no! Yeah. Well, where's his movie? Uh, this was the Trundle movie. Where's well, he's not a... dead, so at least he can come back. Now. That's true. I, b- I bet yeah. we see him in season three. Yeah, I How bet about we that? will. Hilda's probably going to talk to him about lore and stuff. Ooh, that's hype. I, I'm I'm excited to see more <laughs> of other because I think his only role is really he's like the decoy Mountain King. He's like, oh, yeah, he looks he's like a Mountain King. Yeah, he's all the promo stuff, and then he like wasn't even the OG Mountain King. <laughs> they designed him like let's make someone who looks like a Mountain King. But yeah, exactly. Like, he does look like one. <laughs> Maybe he'll be coming in the third season. Season. Ooh, he 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 uh, takes on the mantle of the Mountain King. But what does that mean? Just yeah, he'll have to question, deal with that. And be that like, I don't want to turn into my brother. Oh, like, should oh, I man. take this? Oh, like, man. it might be a problem. I'm so in on this. Let's, he could be a different king. Let's... He could be whatever kind of king he wants. Yeah, maybe yeah. They, they look to him for leadership, and yeah. then he like he grapples with. It. I mean, this feels like not a Hilda plotline, but like uh... <laughs> it could be an episode. Yeah, I think an episode. Yeah, I could see. I could totally see it. Um. Man, okay, I'm, I'm, I'd love to see him again. We'll write that down when we come back to season three. But anyway, um, yeah, all, Trundle's like standing there, Alberg fires on him, and it's like Trundle's plan was to like provoke, uh, the humans so that, uh, mom would sit up who's been underground the whole time, which I think is a really good, re- like, reveal at the end. Yeah. That, um, actually, mom's there and she's, she's on, she's just underground under the city. Um, and also, I'm yeah. fine to sacrifice myself for the yeah. cause. Like, that's pretty dang. Trundle. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know he really stands. For yeah. And on on first watch, like the the first time uh, Hilda goes in and it's uh, it's her mom. You're like, well, like she's like still looking for her mom. She's got mom issues. Like it makes sense that, that she like leaks into this vision. But then like Frida gets the taps into the troll's mind and also sees her mom. And then Albert comes. It's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. But like, I'm, uh, I, the movie does a good job. Like it, because it's not spelling it out for you, but by patterns you can eventually figure it out. I think it like strikes the right balance of it being kind of like creepy imagery but still eventually get fit letting you know like it's giving a specific message i agree i think it's well built up too, well foreshadowed through through that uh, method um the, the speaking of like uh this reveal that ama so we get learned the backstory she chose to stay underground for the human sake um when and uh i i, I just i was very struck by the comparison to kind of indigenous peoples and 
uh, and uh, treatment of of them. Uh, but because it's like Emma is like prioritizing like life of not her people, right? Um, and showing empathy, and she's not getting in return. Um, in terms of the city, like the city's built on top of her. Their re- the humans end up being mm. really antagonistic towards trolls. Just kind of that disparate balance in humanity that that results in. In, in this, this like huge mistreatment and travesties. Um, I, th- I thought that this, this really spoke to that from the movie. I think it also like tying it back to your Mononoke comparison. I do think it, it also speaks to that kind of commentary on, you know, humans think we're at the top of the food chain and that whatever we do is fine, but there's also a natural world out there that has its own mm-hmm. rules that predate you. And when you mess with that, it can cause problems. Yeah. And again, like if the trolls, being connected to their mom predates humans and they can be in their most natural full form being more like directly physically connected to her. Um, I feel like that's really interesting too. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, you, you brought that up again. Let's talk about that more. Cause yeah, that's, it's such a striking visual just seeing kind of the uh, natural, uh, maybe like a, a castle in the sky type of uh, thing with the, the, the robots uh just like kind of seeing uh nature grow on them like sp- it's like sparks up from that yeah is, is it like have they lost their natural connection through being a for being away from mama um through... i think a little bit yeah yeah so like what is what is that uh what is what's the significance of that i think it's interesting to think about yeah i just i think it just implies on a, on a broad level that they are very old and mm-hmm. there there is some kind of like natural mystical connection going on there between them that humans do not understand and have like been messing with like not knowing that it's there and that it's important up till now probably yeah i feel like humans like disrupted this this natural ancient natural kind of uh, thing yeah i think i think probably that's the what they're going for is just like vaguely again hilda with the vague mythology but like (laughs) kind of that that kind of like kind of vague theme of this there's this like magical like gorgeous amazing ancient nature thing that humans have really ruined uh and yeah i feel like that 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 feels really right um and uh trolls yeah i agree they you know trolls are the the mononoke spirits um and uh they have this innate connection to 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 nature um and uh it's interesting i you know what kind of nature nature preservation um kind of themes uh what, what extent was that present in hilda previously is this is this like the most uh I, I was going to say that, like, this is sort of connecting to, pre- again, like the giants in that first episode, they talk about how they had to eventually leave the, the Earth as humans gained uh, more more population because the world had just gotten too small for them. They, they mm. were being pushed out. Mm-hmm. And then the ones who did stick around uh, to be guardians, they just turned into mountains and, like, got buried under dirt and snow. So, like, it's a, but it's a similar uh, similar message, right? Like, the, the humans put uh, are just going to plop themselves down no matter what was already there. And if you, you, know, you better get out because we're, we're going to make life difficult for you. And so Similarly, in, in season two, there's that uh, the episode with the weather lady who's moved out to the windmill, and like there's this uh, there's housing development that is pushing uh, animals and creatures out from their 
from their place of living. And so, but this the the weather lady's uh, strategy is to invade Nisa's space in order to <laughs> give them space, which again is like meddling with with nature and like uh, doing it just for the purpose of spreading yourself out to other places uh, to places that already had inhabitants that you don't care about. So it's just uh, th- this does fit very much with the rest of of the show, and I think especially like the parallels between the trolls and the giants uh, is 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 pretty interesting to me in terms of like taking from what started it all to now this like movie length representation of your show nice yeah that, that's, there's good there's even like um and this is more a more minor example but in season two when they start to really up the ante on you know the bell ringing on the walls like there's a moment where like the wolves are flying in migration mm-hmm. and the bell ringing like totally throws them out of sync and one of them falls down and then like half the episode is Hilda, Frida and David trying to like help it out to get it back on its flight path so it's, it's not even just the trolls it's kind of like everything's kind of being thrown out of whack by humans messing around doing their own thing yeah these are great points, and thanks for clarifying a lot of the earlier Hilda mythology. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think that then this movie does a great job of like hammering home one of like the biggest themes of Hilda. And it's like the big, the distinct element of Hilda's mythology is just this like gorgeous, fantastical uh, world that Hilda's discovering. I feel like that's like the whole point of the, uh, the beginning of the show. And so like that being disrupted uh, and uh, imposed on in in various ways by humans or uh, the other forces in that. Uh, I, I I do feel like that's a great thing for the movie to end on, and even something with and yeah, the the trolls, uh, giants comparison again. I think that's that's true, definitely true. A lot of similarities there. I wonder if we'll see more of the giants um, in season three. And by the way, speaking of w- wafts, uh, uh, not not a lot. I feel like still not a lot of wafts in the show. Like, I know they're <laughs> so great. They're like such a great design. Like why wouldn't you have them all the time? There's like there's like a troll who's trying to eat a waff. Is that in the movie? Is that it? Yeah, and it that was the only oh, yeah. time I think we saw one. Uh, so mark that down on my season three wish list: a waff episode, waff episode. a whole waff episode, because that's like the defining creature of uh, of Hilda, at least artistically. Um, and yet, uh, not, not justice for waffs. How about that? Um, okay, so concluding the end of the movie. Uh, so Alberg uh, retire. He he gets in the uh, magic up empath- retires. Magic after empathy. After he I- gets his award, which is yeah. hilarious, and so him. So he retires uh, after doing the right thing. After learning empathy through troll magic, uh, was this Alberg Demption? Was this no. Alberg, no. Alberg, Alberg no. Demption? No. No? Good riddance to Albert. Yeah, this Jeez. was a thank goodness. He does the right thing. Character is not going to be but, a prote- like an antagonist anymore. That it was a sigh of relief when he did that, but that's all. The the, the my uh, my one of my few nitpicks with this movie it have it. It, he is somebody who like it happens too fast for him. Like right before he gets that big bubble on his head, he's like he's like shoving Hilda off the side, like get out of the way, or uh, so, like he charges into the trolls, like ready to shoot them down. Still after everything that like Hilda and the others have like portrayed to him, and then he gets out, like oh mom, oh wait, okay, this is bad. Like he doesn't have any of the buildup that the other characters have, and yet he comes to the same conclusion. And given the fact that the entirety of season two is him being a stubborn headed nonsense villain that really irritated me to see the like 
I'm happy that he's for it seems that he's out of the picture, but like seeing him just immediately turn the light on for like one good decision and then getting the award that he's been after this entire the entire season two and being leaving a hero like, okay, I did I did a good thing. Bye. Like it felt both yay that he's uh, I felt happy that he's going to be probably not a big part of season three, but also infuriated that he kind of gets a happy ending like it felt Mm. weird. Okay, let me make the case. For for how uh, so I feel like Alberg I I feel like it specifically is not Alberg Demption like I agree no um, yeah it's like he doesn't join the good side at, like he gets the award but I think that's he like slinks um, away. I mean he, he slinks away yeah he, the yeah, award he is get, like he gets uh, to slink away he, he's it's like of course like humans all the the uh, Trollberg always like revered him despite him being terrible and they're going to continue to do that and he like gets the credit of other people I think that's like I don't think it's supposed to be a good thing he has like one moment of clarity like i think that's the thing and it was magical in nature so it's like can this even happen in our world but someone terrible it's just one moment so he does the right thing once and then he's like uh he's he's still treated great like by the even though he didn't really do anything great it was all hilda and everyone and then he he just his best thing is he steps down at the end like that's i feel like that's you could argue that's his like that's a second that's a second good thing he does i would say actually (laughs) it's more than one thing he made the conscious decision to step down yeah, so it is. I think it's it's obvious. It's very fast. Um, I would, you know, I think the movie's trying to say he's not suddenly a great person. It's just in the in the heat of the moment, he he just had one moment of clarity and and uh, is able to get out of the way, and that's like the best we can hope for from these sorts of people. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, even yeah, yeah. Ha- it doesn't even happen fine. in the world. Yeah, I'm not even mad about it. I think it's fine. <laughs> you know, we don't have term limits. These people stay forever, right? Like there's, you know, like uh, so. Uh, and it's this is the, the Hilda magic. Uh, Alberg can go away. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I like yeah. I like it. I like it because I think it's similar to Steven Universe in the sense that like we really needed episodes of Steven later not being able to change everyone's mind because it was getting a little kind of <laughs> Ooh, yeah, ridiculously out of like context of real life and how things tend to go. And there's a balance there. And I think Alberg serves that balance where Hilda has a pretty good track record of, you know, working with creatures and working with humans and, like, smoothing things out, getting people on the same page. But some people are just really, really dumb. It takes something really drastic, like a magical eyeball, to tell them what she's been saying for a while. And I think that's perfectly fine. And I think Albert's, like, his non-demption is also perfectly fine. I was really surprised he stepped down, honestly. I, I do think that implies a little bit of him... You know, like, he's still himself. He still wants this dumb award, even if it doesn't mean anything. But he's also not going to, like, stick around and keep making decisions that he probably understands a little more now. He has more context for. And he gets that, like, he shouldn't be in charge. So he's not resolved of anything. But I do, like, appreciate, like, the baby steps and that we don't have to worry about him anymore. Him being out of the way, I think, is, is enough for me. I don't need it to be more than that. Yeah, I think I think you could argue. I think he understands a little more. I think you could argue that him stepping down is like a, out of shame. Like he I mean, saw, it could be that too. That would like be his saw, personality. He got out of the way and things went great. Yeah, and he like, knows oh, okay. he he knows he that <laughs> was like because he didn't do it. He like he knows like that. Uh, yeah, it was through his inaction through, and so I feel like he's like ashamed more than anything at the end. That's that's maybe the generous argument in terms of like generous to like if you're if you're mad that he. Uh, has like such a drastic turn. Yeah, very generous because he has not shown an iota of shame at all in this entire show. 
I like him being, I think him being quiet is because Gerda legit turned on him and refused his direct order in the Mm -hmm. heat of the moment. So for him to choose her anyway, I do think it implies a little bit of, you know, self-reflection. Maybe that's very generous, but I'm I'm gonna stick with it personally. Yeah, I think we could we could have done have spent a little more time with him at the end. It might have been more satisfying for who I do think is a great character. Like he's infuriating, but I think like season two mm-hmm. into this movie, I think he's he's sort more than serves his role um, in the show. Um, but it, also at the same time, you want him to you want these people to step aside, especially in a fantastical show like Hilda. Yeah, we can, we can move on, you know. Um, so it makes me excited. Gerda's in charge at the end. We have the annual night of the trolls. Uh, we talked about how, like, just one night, you know, we'll see if this is touched on. Uh, B- Baba visits Hilda's family, and then Hilda goes to the mountains to be a troll, like, uh, once. Uh, and so that's, uh, I lo- love kind of that ending, seeing how they, they revisit, uh, despite being back in their places. Um, and yeah, that this leads us into season three. So, um, Ger- Gerda's in charge. What, what's happening here in season three? What's, what are we, can we expect? I will say context, you know, Hilda's based on graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was the final graphic novel that has been written. So uh, season three is expected to be all original stories. Um, here's uh, overall take. Here's my hot take. I think Hilda season three is like, I guess it's just a personal thing. My most anticipated season of animation in one one of my most anticipated seasons ever. One of the most hype seasons of animation ever. And and here's why. <laughs> Hilda, fantastic. One of the best shows. It has two incredible seasons, an incredible movie. Now leading up to it, um, it's in an incredibly open ended spot, which is incredibly exciting. And the biggest thing is that we're going to have purely original stories now, which are my favorite ones of the first two seasons. Um, I mean, the, the graphic novel stuff is also amazing and a great foundation, but when they've had the space to like, uh, have these, these original TV stories, I think they've been incredible at times. Question. Was yes. Tide Mice an original story, or was Tide it from Mice. a yes. graphic? Yay, yeah, yeah, Tide Mice. Yeah, I'm like looking through awesome. the Wikipedia. It's like four, five episodes that have been from graphic novels. Yeah, I know there are that right. Many it's it's novels. it's more just like the context. They're within. They're exploring original space within the graphic novel for a lot of it, and now we're like past it. So you could argue that's like even more original. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, last season, Deer Fox and the Fifty Year Night are some of my favorite episodes ever. And you know, like I just I'm like Good. so excited by the prospect of. More more episodes like that like all in season three like we have one final season to go uh we're in a completely blank slate basically right now by the way similar to where we're in craig of the creek heading into season four which is also incredibly exciting i'm so excited um (laughs) so i i love i love this like amazing show uh already kind of culminates this you could argue this 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 movie is like the finale of hilda and now we have like uh pure open runway to do whatever uh, that to me is the most exciting uh, yeah. territory. I will agree that wrapping up all the stuff we started in season two in a movie feels so bold. And I'm so here for it because I, I would much rather have the movie take care of like the Alberg plotline stuff and the troll stuff to do like who knows what for another whole season instead of that being the ultimate culmination for sure. Yeah, like now it's like giants. Uh, wops, Can we literally like, anything? Uh, the fact that we like really don't know, I think, is part of what makes it so appealing, right? At this stage. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, Alex, what's what's coming to mind as territory you'd like season three to explore? 
Well, the thing is, like, I enjoyed the the episodicness of season one, where there wasn't really a. a st- I mean, the the storyline of season one was Hilda like becoming uh, like becoming friends with Frida and David, and the uh, like the bat. Uh, um, and then season two like brought in a, a villain in Alberg, so like getting rid of him, I I, I have hope that it, we kind of like shift back to the mood of of season one, where it is just like these. Uh, um, you know, di- different stories each episode with not as much of a overarching plot line. Like we keep the 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 themes that have been throughout, but like in terms of an actual story, there doesn't necessarily need to be uh, like an obvious uh, villain. But like just like letting Hilda go back to exploring more of more of this world, I, I would be perfect perfectly happy with. Um, I think that in the um, in this movie, like they don't have much to do, but like remind you, like, hey, like Frida's still like learning magic, and David's like, I guess, like trying to, like, be, uh, has some family stuff to work through. So if if that like is a continuation into season three, that would also be nice to you know have have give give them give them some more uh, more things to do alongside Hilda. Um, but it, yeah, in overall, I'm I'm in agreement that like. Uh, ra- wrapping up some of the biggest um, biggest holes in our knowledge of, of this world in the movie does allow for um, you know like it's it's a lot more of a of a blank slate going into season three kind kind of similar to Steven Universe having the movie and then like hey we're gonna have an epilogue series you know like it's like well, okay uh, <laughs> we got we kind of like resolved the the biggest villain so what what are you focusing on there so like. Is this Hilda Future that we're getting? <laughs> I, I a mean, time skip would be so wild. Oh man! At, at the end of the of the movie, she does look like a little bit taller than Dorval, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. I, I mean, in terms of like Steven Universe Future, like we could have like a very angsty Hilda focused kind of final. So they could go that direction. Um, I think we're not expecting that, but no, we're not expecting it. But it could happen. That's the and it would fit because like we, especially near the end of season two, we, we did get some angsty stuff between Hilda and her mom. So like seeing that like yeah. uh, like continue to poke poke its head as she's like becoming a teenager, you know, and like fit, figuring herself out. That that would be that would be a nice road to go. Like in this world of like fantasy creatures to like suddenly drill down, and be like, okay, now we're like really gonna go into like how she deals with all the humans in her in her world and like get, get shove, shove the fantasy creatures off to the side that would be a choice that would be a choice yeah <laughs> we're gonna have filled in therapy all season that's the new season um that'd be they could, look i they could do single i mean that's not gonna what they're they're not gonna do that but it could do like some elements it could be like more hilda serialized character they could have like elements of that um into the last season you but you talked about uh frida by the way i, I, I did want to add that to the which frida stuff i mean i do appreciate yes, her yes. mind meldy stuff but yeah her and david obviously took kind of a backseat to things yeah. of the movie Pro- the thing i was most frustrated by i guess was that frida i feel like there's like the council her mentor yeah, to she's consult. got so much going on I f- yeah show. i feel like what like why didn't you know it's like why didn't frida go to all these people it's just, it felt very like uh oh we're just gonna be- briefly touch on it. i guess it's better that they touched on it than didn't but i'm eager to get back into yeah, that world in, same. In season three. frida's got a lot going on yeah. One thing I'm predicting based on just how the movie ends for season three is more Baba integration into Trollberg. It seems oh, like something yeah. that might be happening. And I, again, this kind of ties back to my like kind of shock when Hilda has that conversation with Baba's mom about like, 
well, you, just, you never want to change his back like that. I don't think that's okay. Is that okay? It doesn't seem okay. The fact that she's willing to maybe just never see her child again because she thinks that her child will be better lot off inside the city than outside of it, I think is very interesting and potentially something that will be extrapolated on more. Because like Hilda was saying, like so they got the they got the one night a year, trolls are allowed in. But if Baba's there like all time, I mean maybe humans will get more used to trolls and Baba's like the first of, you know, of segregation of trolls and humans ending. Like potentially maybe Baba's like the test starter pilot of that program i think that would be a really interesting part of the season for sure that's a good point are we going to end up with even more troll human integration than yeah. we saw at the end of the movie is that something we're working towards i think that's that's very interesting um yeah baba more baba i mean i think everyone wants more baba right this <laughs> Uh, that, that that scene where like uh, uh, jo- Joanna like uh, um like uh, starts shouting at Baba and mm-hmm. Baba cries and then like mom she has her mom instinct like turn on like she has to like kneel down like comfort but, but then at the same time so she's so sad about yeah Hilda. and then she breaks it's like yeah. oh god like I, I'm 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 supposed to be mothering Hilda right now oh no like just like the the combination of, like having to do motherly things and also like you know missing your actual child like that 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 yeah. scene there like really mm. like oh this is like really good stuff <laughs> i feel like uh, hilda's mom was just not for that swap and that makes a lot of sense and i'm kind of glad that she was allowed to just kind of have very mixed emotions about the situation because the troll mom like had a plan she was sticking to it she felt pretty fine about it but Hilda's mom had no choice. And as a result, she's like way more upset and actively trying much harder to change everything back. And I kind of like that difference too. Yeah. And you brought up the, 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 the troll mom's move, the kind of morality of what she did is something that the movie brings up, but doesn't talk a lot about. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if that'll be get got into more. Like, I think it's just like, we, we learn. she says, this is not an okay situation for my kids. So I'm just going to do something about it. Um, yeah, exactly. Like this is this is this seems like the best option of a bad situation. Right. So I'm just going for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, I, I could see us getting into that more. I mean, certainly the movie could have. But as we've talked about, you know, when we don't really dig into a lot of things. And I think that that was enough. The explanation we got combined with the like bad, bad conditions and the prejudice against the trolls. I feel like that was enough. Um, but if Troll Mom's going to be there more, I do think we could uh, or even Baba. I think we, we, we could talk about that uh, more. Um, while, while I remember it, or will we see a villain this season? We, Michelle brought this up. Um, are we? Are these just going to be like uh, episodic stories, or will there be more of uh, Alberg type force? Uh, evil, evil Gerda. It could. We could do the whole like society is the the yeah, problem. Yeah, right? Gerda this, gets this corrupted. Could literally yeah, literally just be the season where we address the fact that like. This is a magical land with a city of humans in the middle of it who don't understand what anything is around them. And maybe it's time that they learn to be more respectful. Like maybe that could be the whole season. The humans just learning how to coexist with everything, not just the trolls, but just like every magical creature around them. Because there's a lot. They seem like smack dab in the middle of just like magic central wherever Hilda's world takes place. So I feel like kind of pushing that direction could be it would make a lot of sense given the past two seasons for sure if they did go that way 
Yeah, I feel like that's the big theme heading out of the movie that we want to continue to 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 dive into um, humans and interacting with the world, and hope maybe will we go get to a better place? Will we get to darker places in the season? If Prob- speaking speaking to Gerda, I mean, if we want to get into the fact that she's a, still a member of the safety patrol and she was implicit in all the stuff that Alvarez was doing, and maybe dive a little bit into the responsibility yeah. that yeah. she carries in all of this, despite being portrayed as the nice one, quote unquote, mm. I would be I would be interested in seeing their take on that. Yeah, yeah, safe, it could safe. she could lead the charge if she really wanted to take her role seriously in this new age. Yeah, I mean, just generally, like, safety patrol, cops uh, type uh, commentary, you know, <laughs> it could. It, it, no, it, it could. I mean, it's the type of thing that Hilda is, like, clearly capable of. But oh, yeah. Not, like, not, like, in depth, but, like, it could, uh, you know, we could briefly comment or, like, high-level comments on it. I think high-level's a better way to say it. Uh, things that came to mind, by the way, as we're talking, like, uh, Woodman. Woodman yeah, episode, Woodman. like, come on. Uh, uh, Alfred gets his pigeon eaten, and that's about it in this oh, movie. Oh God, yeah, that definitely happened. That was really sad. Yeah, uh, new pigeon for Alfred. I barely remember that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> How dare you forget Alfred, one of the best characters? Well, not the top of my the list, best. but uh, yeah, I mean, I, he needs. We need to have more elf stuff, probably. Uh, Deer Fox uh, follow up. Um, uh, we need more twig. Uh, there's not enough twig in this movie. That's my my take. Uh, we're all, we're all hope. I have the wiki up. We're all hoping for a Yule Lad sequel, right? Um, that's the uh, oh god. <laughs> they could come back though for real. Maybe they they're probably, like a crew favorite. We don't know. I, I think they exactly. The, <laughs> I think that they're a crew favorite. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the weather lady has shown up in both in season yeah, one. Yeah, no, and two, I, no, so. she, she's one of the more significant characters. Yeah, I think <laughs> her. Um, yeah, a lot. I, I forgot about Vikings, man. I, I need to rewatch season two. There's so much good stuff. It's um, good. Yeah, the, that 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 that, uh, that that Alpha episode about the replacement is one of the, like one of, uh, one of the comedically sta- uh, um, strong episodes of this show. I I rewatched that recently. I had, I had nice. a good time. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need to remember all these more. Um, I think there's more stuff I was gonna say, but I'm not remembering uh, right now. So we'll see if I remember. Michelle, what's uh, on your mind as we're wrapping up here? I was very satisfied. I feel like if if the Hilda team can do a really strong movie, then I feel like I have nothing to worry about in terms of wherever they're taking season three. And that's a very nice feeling, and it doesn't always happen. So kudos to them for like keeping this momentum and expanding on a lot of themes in such a satisfying way. Nice. Yeah, I agree. agree. Alex? Yeah, I mean, in this world where no show is allowed to go past three seasons anymore, uh, it felt pretty good that we at least got like an extra movie yeah. on, top of, <laughs> on top of this and like set us up for a strong final season. Um, and uh, and yeah, like I, I think that this is a pretty like for someone who doesn't know what Hilda is, if you just gave them this movie to start out with, uh, obviously there'd be like some stuff that you could uh, you would need some. Uh, that would that would hit better if you knew the show. But on the whole, I think that this is a pretty good representation of the vibe of the show overall. Like if you want, and I think that that's Hilda's selling point, right? Like it feels just very cozy. It like it's very thoughtful about about nature as we've uh, 
as we've discussed on this podcast, it's got like its occasional moments of humor. Um, and uh, this movie specifically, like the animation quality was uh, was ramped up, but on the whole, this show is animated very beautifully. So I think that this felt like a very good. Um, it, it, I think that it could serve as an introduction to the sh- to the show if somebody wanted to do that instead of like going straight to season one and like trying to work through those uh, early episodes. So like I, I I really enjoyed Ilda Mountain King. It feels like something that I will rewatch uh, at some point this winter just because if, uh, I, I associate Hilda with the winter time. Um, and, and yeah, just uh, I, I'm I'm very. I'm happy about this, and I'm excited for whatever left we get of of Hilda coming coming uh, in the future. Yeah, agree. I movie was really I really love the movie. I think it's a potential animation, recent animation, great. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's it's maybe disappointing to people that the show is ending after next season. But on the other hand, um, we got to explore all the graphic novels. We got to have a movie, mm-hmm. and now we get to have a season that goes past the graphic novels. So. Um, I would love to have seen, you know, you maybe you'd love to see multiple original seasons or something, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, depressing, but in, in modern times, this is about as good as it gets with the show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for um, sure, for, for Netflix, I feel like this has been fairly generous from what they tend to do for niche properties like Hilda. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's because Hilda's was really successful. So I think that's been really good to see and people getting to see the show and uh, very much uh, looking forward to this last season whether it is this year or next year not sure um definitely would be end of this year if if it would be now but uh regardless uh very very excited to see more from hilda and yeah also we will be revisiting this movie um and yeah let us uh let us hear what you guys thought of the Hilda movie, Hilda and the Mountain King. Um, we thought of our discussion. I thought this was a very good discussion. I thought we kind of covered everything from the movie. Um, so, yeah, good good job, us. Yay. Um, <laughs> good job, us. <laughs> good job, us. Pat on the backs all around. Good job, you guys. And I guess also me. Also there you go. It's another version of that. Uh, good job, Hilda. Uh, good, good job, Trundle. Tr- tr- uh, <laughs> good job, Trundle. That might be I, I hope they give us a day in Trollberg where we get to just walk in the city without anybody bothering us. Wouldn't I mean, that no, be but nice? We're the privileged humans. We get to walk there anytime. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you gotta deal with that. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about a Trundle episode next season. He comes back <laughs> to life. Okay. <laughs> He glues all his rock pieces together. Good as new. Maybe maybe that's what the the brother episode is. Is it's like a grief thing, and then it, that by the end he resurrects with uh, troll magic, uh, Trundle. I don't think I think he's too smart for that. He knows it would probably be a problem to have Trundle back. It'd probably be up a to his old ways. But it'd be worth it. He'd be like, "Look, so. it's it's fine. We have a day now." And Trundle would be like, "You have one day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he would start the charge again. He would. Uh, maybe he should. Maybe someone should start that charge. You know, I think we talked about that. Um, further troll rights. Yeah. Troll rights season three. Okay. Uh, yeah. Comment anywhere you listen and uh, support us via Patreon. Patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Anon. And thanks to our patron executive producers, Steve Michael uh, and Phonition. Um, Yep, so uh, no, not regular releases, but stay subscribed wherever you're listening, and then you will get our next podcast. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, whenever that is. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.